I don't care if you just heard about Juneteenth today and it's got you feeling some sort of way all night. If you up, welcome to Black and Black Tim Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cronus, for tonight, and I'm here with Old Ninja. I don't care if you went to an E3 and didn't show nobody nothing. <laughs> and also, your boy Blue. JFC has one letter from spelling out the word fuck. <laughs> and we will have a special guest a little bit later on tonight. Um, one of you guys bullshit. This is why I don't do the intro is because I have to do stuff on the back end, like set up a live stream and shit like that, so I can talk in the chat. Go ahead, Blue. I was gonna say Prodigy isn't here because he's locked in in Mark Zuckerberg's basement. <laughs> you, know, you know that one scene from Pulp Fiction where the guys like type. type they're all tied up in the basement. He's got a ball guy. Uh, the Turned them in the gifts. Yeah. That's so probably you right now. <laughs> That's terrible. Terrible. Getting violated by Zuck and all of his admins. Say me one more time. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Probably saying all, you remember all those foodie posts you kept doing? In yeah. secret, you thought you, you got caught, bruh. Damn. All right, y'all give me enough time. All right. Listener of the week would be uh, Gregory. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And the first in the chat would be Cake Man. What's going on, fam? Hope your no, twins are doing man. good and your whole family. Hope you guys are staying uh, cool because it's getting kind of warm in the in the bay right now. Yeah, the Phoenix and I we bought a, uh, a one of those portable AC units because uh, dude, it, it was hot in our house. So it, it's mm-hmm. it's running right now, but it's running in the bedroom. So hopefully. It'll find its way to my to studio to my office here. No, it's not. <laughs> I can tell you that. I know. No, it's not. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a pretty beefy one, and like, uh, I can close all the doors, like close the hallway doors, and whatever code error might leak this way. We'll see. It's it's a really it's a really high uh, BTU and square footage, and our place isn't really that big, but we'll see. Okay. BTU. BTU. Is that BTS? That's, that's a whole different thing. Behind the scenes. Wait, no, see, or, uh, or I know what BTS, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just but also the Korean band. Yeah. Isn't oh. it like, doesn't it, BTS isn't like, doesn't it be like Boy Scouts or some shit? I don't know. I was only briefly with Boy no Scouts. No idea. Yeah, let me look it up real quick. I think BTS stands for like Boy Scout and like Korean or something like that. Really? Huh. Yeah. Alright, well, sure. we've had oh. a, oh wait, actually, Yo Ninja, you got, oh, did you figure it out, Blue? Uh, yeah, so the group name BTS stands for Korean Expression Bang Tan Son Yi Young Bean or something like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that. But it literally means Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Okay. That's cool. I remember hearing that when we were doing uh, React videos, which everybody asked for us to do still, but um, yeah, we're not in the same place anymore, so. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do that. Well, huh. I think it would be that hard. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, technically, we could all come into the same spot now. I mean, we're all vaccinated, so... Mm. I think uh, Voltron will assemble very soon, in the next couple weeks, hopefully. Dude, you know something crazy? I actually heard Anita's song on the radio today. Her yeah. song, uh, Real Girl. Nice. I was like, oh, wait, this voice sounds familiar. What the... What? That's Anita. Well, she's been doing collaborations with like Snoop Dogg and a bunch of American artists, so it's about time that she's getting some recognition here in America. Yeah, it's funny because the radio station was saying that uh, that they get nothing but calls from her army to play her song. So yeah. you definitely have a fan base here in, in the Bay Area, which is kind of fucking crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Old Ninja, who who done died? 
All right, we're going to pour out some uh, uh, some King Cobra for uh, Ned Beatty. Uh, actor with nearly 160 films since the 70s, Damn. where in the 70s where he rose to huge star status as he was in a lot of prolific films such as Deliverance, All the President's Men, Network, and Superman. Uh, he would continue to be in even more popular films such as Back to School, Rudy, He Got Game, and Toy Story 3. Uh, Baggage Claim in 2013 was his final feature film role before he retired from film. Um, he was in a ton of TV shows as well, dating all the way back to MASH, Kojak, Wife Avo, Roseanne, CSI, and Law and & Order. Uh, he's been nominated for an Academy Award for the film Network. Uh, he's been nominated for two Emmys and a Golden Globe. Even though he was born the same year as Warren Beatty, they're not related. Uh, he died at his home of natural causes at the age of 83. Okay. All right. He I'll also have... had lots of children. Lots yeah. of kids. I was going to ask. Had... If... Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say he had four wives. So with each wife, he had at least two kids with them. Damn. He's got the legacy. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was uh, Dick Tracy, but no, it was not Dick Tracy. <laughs> no, no, no. No, well, but he plays Otis in Superman, so. Okay. That's one of the... But he's also in, like, a ton of... He's in so many movies, I can't list them all. But he's usually, like, the kind of asshole white guy or the old uh, asshole country sheriff or whatnot. Other times he plays, you know, some interesting heroes. Or not heroes, but, like, the good guy kind of whatnot. He's in a ton of films. A lot of them are pretty popular, so... <coughs> Oh, we lost. I didn't realize that Blue had stepped away. But uh, what do we want to get into first? Wait, are you still on the RIPs? No. Well, now we're going back to the RIPs. My back, baby. Hey, it's so close. We had somebody, what, a teacher from high school pass away, like, recently? Miss Vinel uh, or something like that? Vivian Larson? Yeah, she passed yeah, away Larson. recently. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bummer. Um, oh, it's probably the live stream. Oh, it's uh, it's coming back up. But yeah, Vivian Larson. She was a counselor um, when we were in high school, and she passed away suddenly. And it was weird because um, she just became, I think, part of Aloni's like, like board of trustees or some shit. Yeah, something like that. And she was really cool. Like we were friends on Facebook, and she always posted like really positive stuff. And it was it was a shame that um, you know she passed away suddenly. And I, I don't know. It was just, it, like for. People in, you know, my class, in our, well, my class, I guess, because you didn't uh, graduate with me, Blue, even though we should have, because um, I was held back in, uh, in school. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a bummer that, uh, that, that she passed away, because I, I had no idea until somebody posted about it uh, in the Newark page. And, you know, it's a shame, because she was really inspirational. She always posted, like, really positive stuff. And yeah, we we uh, we lost a real one. So yeah, it's so funny because like Kronos and I went to the same high school, but for some reason the class of '98 think I was part of their class. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. I'm I'm a I'm an international super, super spy in the class of '98's uh, Facebook group, so hopefully nobody kicks me out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I'm in one of those, not that year, but I'm in a couple of. Facebook groups because everyone thinks I graduated their year. I'm like, nope, but I'll hang out in your group. 
<laughs> yeah, most of my friends were in the class below me, but it's all good. Now we're all as fuck. <laughs> all right. Where we going, guys? Yeah, I was trying to pull up the uh, the list, but I mean, we all know, you know, E3 happened oh. over the past couple of days, so that's probably. Oh first, man, you guys get into like it. To. Let's get this deep dive. Well, let's go to like uh, you know day one because day one was uh, Ubisoft. Wasn't Ubisoft day one? Uh was it? I thought it was the first thing I saw. I think was Bethesda and Xbox. I, I thought that was day two because uh, I think day one there was literally only like one um, one presenter or one. Um, yeah, day uh, one was uh, Ubisoft, uh, Gearbox. Oh, okay. There was Gearbox. Okay, so Gearbox didn't really... Sh they, they made an announcement for a spinoff of Borderlands for Tiny Tina. And it looks like it's going to be more of an RPG and sort of Dungeons and Dragons meets um, Borderlands, which I'm interested in because her, the DLC in Borderlands 2, I think it was, she had a really hilarious DLC. It was basically like Dungeons and Dragons. And mm -hmm. Tiny Tina is like one of the best characters in the game. So, yeah, be, I'm Wait, interested in playing that. Tiny Tina is the fat one, right? Or, no, or, no, no, she's, she's the little, she's like the little kid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, was it, is it Borderlands 3 was that the last one or Borderlands 4? Shit, I can't remember. Borderlands 3 was the last one. 3 was the last one. Yeah, it's funny how in Borderlands 3 how she's older now and she talks about how like she, she dates like troubled girls and this and that and have like daddy issues. And that's, like when she talked about that shit, it's just hella fucking funny. That's yeah, awesome. The, the voice actress for, the, for her is like hilarious. Is it? Oh, the voice actress for her, it's, no, the voice actress for her is, um, the same voice actress that does Aloy, um, uh, Michelle, no, not Michelle, damn, her last name's Birch, hang on, but she's voice actresses, a lot of, a lot of, like, fairly popular characters, yeah. like, she's also, she's on, Ashley she's Burr. in, Ashley Birch, yes, yeah. So she voices Aloy, she's the voice of Titan Tina, she's the voice of Kate Bishop in the Marvels game, um, which is Prodigy's favorite game. Um, what if she's in the, what is it, Life is Strange? She's in one of the voices in that. Um, there's a couple other ones. She voices a lot. Wait, she's the voice of, um, of what's her name? Brian Zero Dawn? Yeah, she's the voice of Aloy. She's also the ver voice of Mel in um, Last of Us 2. She does a lot of a lot of work. A lot of anime too. God damn, she's got a long that with with voice actors they usually have a long laundry list of, of voices they do. Yeah. Kind of cool. She also has her own show with her brother. It's pretty funny. I don't remember the name, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's all good. So yeah, and then Ubisoft also announced uh what was the they changed the name. Avatar? Oh, yeah. Well the Avatar <laughs> the Avatar game was looked well, it was just like basically a, uh, a cinematic, so um, it could be interesting if you think about like Ubisoft games, the way they have like the the hub the hub system where like you take over an area and like you control it, so like that. It could be really cool for like an Avatar. When we talk about Avatar, we're like, talking about not the last Airbender. We're talking about Avatar, the James Cameron yeah. movie franchise. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so wait, did you not watch the gameplay from so currently or before? The game was Rainbow Six game is Rainbow Six Quarantine. Yeah. It changed the name to Rainbow Six Extraction. So they showed I watched uh I think it's like twelve minutes of gameplay of like one mode. 
from the game. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to talk about more lo- more modes in July because uh, there's some. I guess there's one secret mode and a couple other modes they haven't really like give too much. But basically, I guess there will be your basic uh, team deathmatch, and there's a couple other modes that they're kind of hush hush about. So I'm interested in seeing those. But people are like, well, where are the unique modes? Why are they showing us this weird like? funky story based mode but i'm interested in seeing it rainbow six siege was a runaway hit and it's the same team making this so i'm i'm excited i mean you get rainbow six controls against zombies but they don't look like zombies they look like aliens they literally look like the aliens from um call of duty ghost have you ever played the like alien invasion thing so your video is frozen by the way man i don't know what happened i can hear you talking but yeah yeah here i can i can hear you but you're frozen you like can hear your lips aren't moving. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, the extraction looked pretty good. I think it was a smart move by you know Ubisoft to change the name from quarantine to extraction because we just went through a fucking quarantine and we're still mm-hmm. kind of going through it. Um, but yeah, it, it looks interesting to me. Uh, it looks like you know uh, a Ubisoft Rainbow Six game and just with some crazy aliens and it looked pretty cool. Even like the one mode they showed, people are saying, "Well, where's more modes?" But the the mode they were showing, it was basically like you're in the dark zone, and where if you, the longer you progressed in the dark zone, the more the better loot you can get. But if you died in that dark zone, apparently you can get snatched up and like taken over by the aliens, and then your uh, the people that you're playing with have to like extract you. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So people like complain about like that one mode they showed. The one mode looked pretty good and nobody else is really doing anything like that right now so you know kudos on them I, I expect more modes but i mean even the the regular mode looked pretty interesting to me so i hope you see more from was, it sorry that was, that was a game with the with like the the tar people right the tar yeah. monsters and shit okay yeah and it was that like kinda, go ahead go ahead no say it kind of gave me a little bit of a uh not stranger things um oh god what's that the one with uh, Norman Reedus that he that came out like a couple of years ago, uh, Death Stranded. It kind of gave um, me a little bit. Well, I think I think with just the slug, the the, the oil monster, because it made me think of the monsters that were in that game a little bit. Oh, the uh, the BTS. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they don't move like zombies. They like turn into liquid and then like skate across the ground and then rematerialize into solid and stuff. It was like, but then like the the equipment you get. It's different too. It's like you get these weird like spike grenade type things and like um, it looked like some kind of weird like shields or whatnot. It, it was kind of interesting, but it looks fun. I'm interested in it. I do want to see more modes. So well, what I thought was cool is like the the whole like goo that they had on the ground. It reminded me of Starcraft with uh, the Zerg and the creep because mm. they said that when they had like the the goo on the ground the aliens or zombies or whatever they can move more quickly and like teleport and all that shit and that's basically how it is in uh in starcraft um where they had the creep the zerg can move quickly or more quickly on the creep they would regenerate faster and then you could put in like nidus canals which are basically like teleportation devices uh, to get around so i thought that was like a really cool uh implementation into a into a first person first person shooter to have that um it's not a total ripoff but I, I think it's just like a really neat idea to throw into like a rainbow six game so i'm looking forward to it uh it's gonna get me into playing another you know rainbow six game so yeah yeah uh it looks like though it's a 
a three-person co-op game, though. I don't I know it why it's four. not four. It should be four, but from the video I saw, it looked like there's only three people in the squad. Unless the person you extract adds to your squad, which I didn't really see that in the gameplay. I hope it does. That'd be great. Like, you get rescued, kind of like an, um, Left 4 Dead and, um, and uh, even uh, Gears of War has, like, elements of that. And there's... What's yeah. that other game? There's one more game. Wasn't well, Division only three players? Or no, like, uh, no, Division four. four. Oh, it's four, okay. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? There's what a else? whole lot. Um, so... Oh, at least day one. You want day by day, right? Yeah, yeah. So we talked a little bit about Avatar. Um, <laughs> you know, it was basically just a cinematic. But it was still cool to see, like, basically it's the uh, the Avatar. I forget the, the, the Nawalis or something like that. I can't remember. The, wasn't it the... The cat people? Yeah. <laughs> you know... Isn't it the Navi? Yeah, yeah Navi, that's it. That I think Avatar is... It's such a strange movie because it broke all these records, but nobody that I've ever talked to can, like, really recall the names of, like, a single character in the movie. Hmm. Like, can you, like... You remember any of the Not characters' I just, names? I just remember Sam Worthington. That's but it. You don't remember any of the characters' names. That's the actor. That's the, I don't know his name in the... Yeah, so, yeah. so if somebody <laughs> told me that this movie didn't really exist, I'd be like, okay... The first name that popped my head was uh, Montenoy, which is like that's from uh, from uh, how say that book? Uh, Fight not primal. The one where the guy he get he fights like a like a demon in the in the Amazon jungle or something like that. And there's a monster called Mapuwari, where he becomes that. And he basically becomes like a oh, primal. Ma- Mapuwari. Yeah. It's, yeah. What? Uh, I, I remember. It's a. Jeremy Robinson book, right? It's I just yeah. fucking read it a little while ago too. Yeah, yeah altered, I, altered, altered. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I I can't think of I can I know that like the only actor or act, I can remember the actresses and actor, but I can't remember any of the fucking characters' names. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh that shit's weird. Anyway, um, yeah. so yeah, they just showed like a basically a cinematic. Uh, if they do it like a uh, a normal Ubisoft game. I think it could be pretty cool to have like an Avatars type world. Avatars like a really weird franchise, you know, from what I talked about before about not remembering the actual like names of people in the movie, which is weird because it's like one of the highest selling movies of all time. But also the fact that they're like they're making three movies in a row, like back to back to back to back, like at the same time. They're filming all back to back to back to back to back, and then they're also making a game. So it's just like I wonder. Hopefully they don't overload the world with you know Avatar content. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. it's coming yeah. within the next year. It's either this December or next December. Like, we're gonna be flooded with Avatar stuff. You, you know what's funny? Since uh, we were, since I brought up Death Stranding, uh, yeah, I guess it was announced there's gonna be a director's cut and yeah. it's gonna be ported over to the PS5, which sounds fucking um, dope. <laughs> yeah. That. Did you watch the video? Like, it's like they basically cut it like it was a a Metal Gear Solid game it was hilarious like you go into like a bunker and uh the main character is like finding a box to like hide in it's it's pretty funny i watched that trailer i actually didn't see the trailer yeah i mean it, it's funny if you're a hideo kojima fan if you're not a hideo kojima fan then you're just like what he just found a box it's stupid but metal gear is like one of the best games in my opinion like ever made so the whole franchise yeah so the game's gonna be in 4k it just uh I think it's gonna be a great, but it's on the PS5. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for. I'll, I'll get it again. 
Hopefully, I mean, it'd be nice if it was like a free upgrade, right? But probably it not. would be uh, instead of buying the whole game again. Yeah. But, but then I, again, I haven't finished the, the game. Cut. <laughs> yeah. True. Say, yeah. Then again, this director cut. So there, hopefully, there's like more hours of content that that because I mean, original game was pretty fucking long. Yeah, I was about to say Black I got Black. halfway through and I felt like I spent forever on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So moving on to uh, to day two, and this is the Bethesda Xbox. Um, <laughs> presentation, which I, I gotta tell you from the from the jump, I was kind of bummed because usually when Bethesda does their E three presentation, like you get to see uh, all the people that make the Bethesda games, like all mm-hmm. the employees, and like seeing what they do in like real life, and like watching them make a game, and like talking about how like they're all basically like a family, and it's always like really wholesome to like watch them talk about their love for games. And how their work life and personal lives are going. So I always look forward to like Bethesda like doing their thing for E3. Uh, but this year you got none of that because you know Xbox, you know Microsoft bought them, and so they just kind of cut out this whole section of giving a fuck about people that make your games. And they just decided to like you know announce some some games through Bethesda and Xbox, which is I mean kudos to Xbox because the vast majority of the content that they showed are going to be uh, exclusives, which good, because I need a reason to buy an Xbox Series X. Like, I want to buy one, but you need to give me a reason to fucking buy one, you know? Yeah. And they showed some games that have me wanting to buy one. So what did you guys think about the overall uh, Xbox and Bethesda presentation? For uh, me, uh, for me, I was kind of underwhelmed with, like, the like what they... I mean, because... Path E3, I'm so used to like a giant fucking stage and people coming out and they talk about the game, they do like gameplay and demos and stuff like that. But it wasn't like that. It was just a bunch of clips of games that are coming up and like there wasn't like any real details given about the game. Like I actually I actually got bored to stop watching it. If it wasn't for you saying like, oh the there's this one vampire game that, that looks fucking dope, I was like, alright, let me go back in there and see exactly what they have to, they have on the on the table. And actually, yeah, some of the games they show later on actually caught my interest. Overall, I mean, it was just, just I was just well. What are you, Omega? <laughs> um, I didn't watch their actual presentation. I just watched like the games that were, uh, you know, their standalone uh, presentations or whatever, whatever kind of clips. And uh, <clears throat> I wanted to see more Starfield because I've been waiting for more details on this game. We got a cinematic about it, so it looked like I. I can't tell if this is like going to be a more polished version of um, Nomad's Guy or if this is going to be... Apparently, the director says this is going to be uh, Skyrim in space. And I've never played Skyrim, and I know there's a lot of fans out there, so it's interesting to see how that's going to play out when they're doing this with space, which means it's probably going to be a very large game, but I want to know how combat works because in Skyrim, there's like bow and arrows and dragons and stuff. Are we going to see dragons in space or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works. Um, we got to see Halo Infinite's multiplayer. So uh, that was kind of interesting. There's some new elements like doing the grappling and stuff. You can grapple to areas. You can also grapple equipment to you, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. It, so it looked pretty cool. I got to be honest. It, it looked pretty impressive. Like the, the Halo, uh, multi- you know, Halo multiplayer has always been, pre- you know, really good. Um, mm-hmm. But they're putting in things that make it even better, like the customization of you know your Spartans and the various other things. Like uh, Old Ninja was saying, like the the grappling hook type deal, 
that look really cool. You, you can be more mobile. They're bringing in like various maps. They're making larger maps. Uh, I think it, it looked really good. I'm not, y'all know me, I'm not a fucking Halo fan. Um, even though I played pretty much all of them. But this one. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all, we played Halo 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, when I say I don't like something, like, I actually play it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I need a reason. I, can't, I, I don't want to pass judge. I try not to pass judgment on things that I haven't actually consumed. And Halo has just been, you know, kind of meh. Especially because they get all these accolades. And I'm like, well, you know, Unreal is better. And people get mad. They're like, what's Unreal? I'm like, bitch, you're not a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, Unreal hasn't come out with anything other than an engine for the past fucking 15 years now, which is a shame. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this, this looks, this looks really good. I don't know much about the story, which is pretty much irrelevant to most people. Um, but the multiplayer looks looks pretty well done so far. You know, yeah. I did like the... Sorry, again, continue on the Halo. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, like, I did like the gameplay and footage they showed of... Um, uh, was, it, not, was it Project Gotham? Was that the recent game? What? Xbox's first, like, what's Xbox's racing game that's like Gran Turismo? Oh, Forza. Oh, Forza. Yeah, Forza. Forza. Yeah, Forza. This is Forza yeah. 5 now, I think, right? Yeah. Well, they're, uh, they're I think it's like Forza 7 now. I think they're, they're rebranding it, so they're going back to 1, basically. But, Something uh, like that, yeah. Yeah, the gameplay of that was, I mean, just the cars alone and, like, the scenery and stuff like that, like, they, they demoed, like, how, you know, you can be riding in sand dunes in fucking Mexico and, like, doing all these, all this crazy shit. It's uh, Forza 5. For, Forza yeah, Horizon I mean, 5. Yeah. Oh, so it is 5? Okay. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah, just, the gameplay looks really fucking dope. Oh. Here comes Stitch. Stitch in the building. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yo! We're talking about uh, E3 and Forza. Okay. Uh... Jumped in the middle of the. I heard Danny talk about it. I didn't know if he's done with his. his uh... Who? Oh, no, just... who? <laughs> I don't oh, know who that is. <laughs> I'm, rusty. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's all bad. But no, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say that, uh, yeah, it was Forza, like, um, I don't know, just the sceneries in the background. It just looks like a fun game to just drive around and play. But, like, some of the. They have. They're trying to tie in it like a little bit of uh, what um, what is it called? Uh, Rocket League had in there, so they have like little games that you can play where you like you drive around like popping pinatas and stuff like that. So I'm like, uh, oh yeah, you know, I saw that. For, for a racing game, but I don't know, it is what it is. Uh, a lot of racing games always have like some weird mode nowadays. Nishapi does it. Um, I guess Gran Turismo Seven is supposed to do it. Supposed to have some weird stuff, so we'll see. We haven't seen a whole lot, but I've, I've been hearing some stuff that it's going to have a lot of crazy stuff in part seven. So, mm. all right, Stitch, how's the night going, man? Stitch, Stitch, you there? <laughs> I'm mute. You, I feel like mute? I'm on a, a Zoom call or something. Yeah, right. I mean, you might. All right, he's, he's <laughs> not even now, he's muted. All right, well, I guess he's doing something. Anyway, um, yeah, Forza looked interesting. I, I didn't watch too much about Forza because, you know, I'm, I'm not not a big Forza fan. I'm also not a, not a big uh, Gran Turismo fan either. Like, I don't like realistic racing games because I can just drive my car. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I drive yeah. two relatively fast cars, so, um, yeah, I don't, and in motorcycle, motorcycles, so 
Yeah, it, it doesn't give me hype. But I, I yeah, like... I Go ahead. Uh, I'm into the Need for Speed type yeah, games. Need for Speed, out. yeah. Those I like arcade ones. <laughs> Animated, yeah. Uh, so, what else came for... Let's see. The Bethesda... Okay, so Redfall was the game that oh, I was talking yeah. about at the very end. And like, if you, if you were watching you know, the Bethesda you know, Xbox presentation, you're like, oh, it's kind of boring. And you kind of cut off and you didn't watch the end part. I think one of the best games, even though it's just it's just cinematic, and usually I'm like, okay, cinematics, they're, you know, whatever. You can see no real gameplay. But they have this game called Redfall, and it's apparently uh, people, like humans with some sort of, like, supernatural powers and guns uh, against vampires. And it looked fucking amazing. Uh, whoever cut together that, that, that trailer, um, kudos to you. Uh, you had me thoroughly invested and if, it, and if it's xbox only then yeah i'm dep 100 gonna buy an xbox just for that game uh because it's supposed to be an rpg first person shooter with you versus and it's, i think it's supposed to be co-op as well you versus mm -hmm. some uh some vampires so i'm like I'm, I'm all in like you check the boxes you got me yeah that game was pretty fucking badass yeah i was wondering what the hell everyone kept talking about and then i guess this is from the studio that made uh prey yeah, and they came back with the four-player like um, RPG, but it, but if you watch it, it looks like an action game. It looks like some kind of crazy like squad um, action game. So I was just like, is this is an RPG? Because it doesn't look like an RPG. It looks like an all-out like um, kind of Left for Dead with vampires a little bit. So I was like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. It looked cool. I mean, I'm down to kill vampires for sure. So that's great. Yeah, especially because it looked like all, all the characters, you know, vampire and humans alike, they had different power sets. I'm like, that looks really cool. Like, it looks like they put some thought into it, at least the, the concept. So it could suck. It could be the next fucking Outriders or goddamn <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. But, you know, <laughs> hmm. we, we got some time. Well, oh, what? Stitch is, we got audio from Stitch. All right, Stitch, uh, come in here, man. Yes. So uh, I was going to say the um, I don't know if you sort of gave Xbox their props and stuff, but um, they did they did pretty well uh, at this this E3. Um, we normally give old Ninja a lot of shit, uh, rightfully so, because he's been uh, on this this his old ex-girlfriend for, <laughs> for about a decade now. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, I mean, they, they, they came through and everything. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the uh, the actual presentations and stuff, but I, I did get to hear like a lot of reviews and a lot of people's takes on it, and uh, they were they were pretty impressed. And um, it sounds like the the Game Pass option is is really what they're trying to push their yeah. consumers yeah. towards, and it, it seems like a really uh, good idea, especially how they're going to have stuff like out almost like instantly on the Game Pass. I, I think it's a it's a good model for them, especially converting from how they were, how I guess they thought they were going to do the whole uh, digital multimedia aspect of it with the, what was it, not the, was it the Connect, Where you could like, uh, not the Connect, the, the Snap or whatever the fuck it was when they were trying to promote, oh, you can control your Xbox with your voice now and stuff. And, oh, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, fuck that all that. It was Connect. Yeah. And you oh, can okay, control yeah, with yeah. your movement with hand gestures and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and like, then they—they <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they, they completely abandoned it, and it was essentially a, a waste of time. And 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 then and then also when they they tried to say it's going to be a 
uh, a system where you're going to have to be connected to the internet 24-7. And then they, they walk mm -hmm. that back. So it's good that they seem to have a, a really good plan and they have it set up to, to succeed. So kudos to Xbox on that. Can, yeah. Wait, can somebody break down what the fuck the Game Pass is? Because they kept showing it. But I was like, okay, what the fuck is Game Pass? It's just like fucking like PlayStation Plus. Like yeah, it's basically it's, it's like PlayStation Plus, but they have like way more games. That, yeah, that are available. they have a shit ton of games. Yeah. And, they, and there's like games that will release solely on Game Pass only. So you don't have to buy it if you have a Game Pass subscription. You can try it out and play it as long as you want. Um, Adam Sessler said it was just like uh, Netflix for the Xbox for games. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's good and it's bad. I mean, it's the same thing. I have a problem with. I, I have a problem with digital games. I mean, y'all. I'll say it again. It's all fun and games until they shut down the fucking DRM servers. You know what I mean? They you don't know, own shit. You know, and you, and you pay for your ex. You know, for your Game Pass for years, and things that you thought were yours on whatever system. Now they shut it down. It's like it's not yours anymore. Like you cannot play the game anymore. So this, I'll, I will always prefer um, the physical game like the disc but i understand the appeal i especially from a business pr perspective is like gaming as a service you make way more money you know you don't have to mm -hmm. deal with like shipping out fucking discs and physical copies of anything and you own the actual rights to the game and when you're done with it you can shut it down when you want to update it, you can update it and like um stop people from playing it until you update it like i i understand the appeal from it from a both the business and a consumer perspective. As a consumer, if you want to save some money, yeah, get, definitely get a Game Pass. Like, because you can play a whole bunch of games for, you know, on the cheap. You just pay a, a low monthly fee and you get to play a, a, a huge library of games. But, like I said, there's a downside that most people just don't seem to comprehend. Like, just this week, they just announced that they're shutting down, you know, the, the servers for, on the PS3. It's a long time ago, obviously, but for uh, the... GTA, GTA Online? Yeah, the GTA Online. It's getting shut down. Um, just imagine that, but with a game like that was single player, and they just shut down the servers, and now you can't play it. That's what it's going to be like. Because it's happened to me with like music. And it, it's going to happen again if you have older... old. It, it was supposed to happen like earlier last year, or I'm sorry, late last year, with uh, the PlayStation Store. Or maybe it was earlier this year, with the PlayStation Store. A couple for, months ago. Yeah, yeah, with what, like, what? The, the Vita. I think it was the Vita, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, Vita, that's Vita. what it was. So, I mean, just, yeah, they, just, just beware. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking, yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, I was looking over some of the other games that were announced with uh, Xbox. I know one of them that got me, got my dick hard was the flight simulation, but that's just because they, <laughs> they kind of integrated uh, Top Gun into that. I'll, at first, when, the when they dropped the trailer, I was like, oh, shit. I, I, I was about to take up stage, like, oh, shit. We're getting another eight combat, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was flight simulation. I was like, okay, that's not. But the flight simulation is fun and stuff, but like, yeah, combat. But I mean, the, the flight simulator. If you're like a like a plane nerd, like in, mm. in, in aeronautics, that's fucking amazing because they they integrated with Google Maps, you know, so you mm -hmm. can like fly to like real airports and real places on the on the planet, and it, it seems really cool. I'm just not, I'm just not into that, you know. Well, it's it's cool. So if you have VR, um, there is a Google. You basically can download Google Earth onto your VR, and you can travel the fucking world. Because they have street view all over the place, and like, like the first thing I did was go to my childhood house and like, 
dump the pan where my house was and just sat there and looked out at my house from fucking my room, basically. It, it's a fucking trip. Especially when you look at the house that you're currently in. You're like looking out while you're inside. That shit just gets kind of meta. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see. What else was there? Well, uh, you guys want to go into Square Enix? But they are on day two, too. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, let's go into it. Go ahead, man. Well, I know the first game they showed was the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, this is... <laughs> I wasn't expecting at all. Yeah, me either. There was, like, no precursor to this. No. And it's, it's kind of like with the with the movie franchise. Like, there was no precursor for that movie, and I just... It, it did very well, but, like, this has nothing to do with the fucking movie. It's its own... Fun, they, like, the characters don't even look like the characters in the goddamn movie, which I, I like. It's pretty fucking cool, but, uh... Yeah, this it, it, it has that, um... That same combat style as the Batman Telltale games, how like, like the way you treat the your other teammates have an impact. Like later, like there's a scene where where Drax wants to throw Rocket over a fucking gorge to get to some fucking electrical panel, and like you as Quinn, you're like our Star Lord. You you tell him like, okay, just go ahead and do it. Like you have the option of not for him not to do it or for him to do it. And when he ends up choosing for him to throw Rocket. Rocket gets fucking mad, and it says, like, up on top, like, Rocket remembered this, and, like, he has, like, less respect for you or something like that, so I kind of I kind of like that, and I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, like, how the gameplay changes when you, like, I guess, basically fuck over your teammates. Yeah, I, I like, I liked it, um, I, I wish, you know, Prodigy, Prodigy, Prodigy was on here so we can argue about it. Cause I know that he, uh, I know that he didn't like it at all. Like he's equating it to basically the Avengers, and I'm just like, it's not. It's by a totally different studio. I know it's by Square Enix, but um, it's by IDOS and not Crystal Dynamics. So they're two totally different studios. And uh, this game is single player, um, so there's no there's no co-op, there's no online play, nothing like that. The character, even though even though the character models don't look like the Guardians of the Galaxy that we've seen in the movies. They don't look as bad as the Avengers <laughs> characters. Like these look like it's the only the only person that looks kind of weird is actually Peter Quill, you know, Star Lord. He looks a little different, um, but it's still like the voice acting that's done, the mocap that's done is really well. All the other, um, sorry, there's a fucking moth on me. All the other character models look excellent. Drax, um, you know, I, I love the way that Rocket Rocket looks with his like his his goatee with the the, the dice on it. Um, Groot, looking. Yeah, Groot looks great. Um, Gamora looks great. The the graphics overall look a lot better than the Avengers. Um, the combat looks really well. The fact that you can you're playing as Star Lord, but you can also control the other characters. Do like these combination attacks. Like think, thinks it, I think it looks really good. Um, and plus, you know the dialogue trees and like you know Blue was saying, um, the choices that you make really matter. I, I thought that it looked a lot better than the Avengers. I have higher hopes, even though I've been I've been let down by fucking probably three or four games in a row um, with my hot takes. But this this does look better. What do you guys think? Yeah, I I I thought it looked pretty good. Um, I obviously was a little bit nervous thinking the whole Avengers aspect of 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 it and being compared to that, but. Once you you read the details and, and go a little bit further in, in depth, you see that okay, it's different different team that's behind making the game. Uh, it's not multiplayer like you said. You're you're pretty much just controlling uh, Star Lord for the for the majority of it. Um, so I'm 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 intrigued. I 
the I enjoyed the um, the Walking Dead telltale aspects of, of being able to pick and choose my adventure to a to an extent. So it'll be interesting to see how they they uh, put this in with a, a Marvel story behind it. I think that's going to be pretty dope to to see how uh, your interaction with with characters, potential enemies, and and doing relationships with with certain people, how that progresses in the story. So that that part has me intrigued. Um, I don't know the combat. I don't know if it's going to be quick timey or if they're going to actually be able to have action sequences. Why can't I speak? Sequences. Sequences. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Or if it's just going to be like, kind of like, all right, hit X at this moment, then you do like a a team move. But there's still time till that game. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it looked like when, I don't know if you saw the actual gameplay, because I watched like an extended gameplay, gameplay thing. Where like uh-huh. he was fighting, and then like you pressed um, the D pad instead of like the analog sticks, and the D pad would, or maybe it was like you're pressing like an R button or one of the triggers, but it brought up like a whole new menu where you could like kind of kind of like synthesize with like another team member or, or all of them. Okay. And so it would slow down time in time for you to like pick what power you wanted to use from your teammates, and then put you back in. So it, it seemed kind of okay. interesting. That'd be pretty dumb. So then it, that would sort of remind me of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance in a way, except it's, it's more detailed. It's not a, a top-down uh, scrolling adventure, but in that game, yeah. you could sort of team up and, and pick your combos, be like, oh, this, I, I need to team up with, with Drax to do this move because it'll help me take out these enemies better than if I team up with Rocket or, or something. So I think that I think that would be pretty dope. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the gameplay and, and more uh, as it comes out, it was a nice, pleasant surprise. I mean, I yeah. I saw the Twitter was going off about it. I was like, oh shit, what, what's going on? Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay. So it was, it was really cool. It was exciting to see. And even if you did have a bad taste with Avengers, you can kind of be done with that. And we'll, I guess we'll talk about what Avengers has coming up or whatever, mm. even though none of us is really playing it. But it'll, it'll let you sort of move on and kind of have some closure with, with Avengers and, and waiting for Black Panther and then Spider-Man and, and for being disappointed as a whole in that with that game. Yeah, especially because, you know, they, they announced the... Uh, well, we already knew about the, the Wakanda DLC for the Avengers game, but they announced some other Avengers stuff. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not interested. You know, because they, they, yeah. I, I, they just left, like, a really bad taste in my mouth, like, with the way that the game was launched. It wasn't really well done, but Guardians of the Galaxy looked looked much more well thought out. But it could still suck, so I don't know. It's by a different studio. It looked more interesting, so we will see. Like I said, I, I was interested with the Avengers game until I played the demo, and I was like, okay, this game could be good if they fix these things, and they didn't fix them. So, yeah, yeah. Too too much time has gone past with Avengers for me to really care uh, about about even picking that up and. I mean, it sucks with on the studio aspect of it because I'm sure they face challenges with COVID and and patching stuff or, or releasing DLC or, or add-on materials. But I mean, when, when the stove's hot, the stove's hot, and it's it's cooled down on that Avengers game. I mean, you're, you'll have your your people that will love it just because it's it's got an Avengers sticker on it, and I'm sure they're they'll be excited about playing this this Black Panther storyline and uh, eventually, I guess, Spider-Man. Even though they promised that, it's like a uh, uh, pre-order bonus for for PlayStation, you get Spider-Man, but they haven't even told told anybody when when that is supposed to be coming down the line. So, uh, a lot of these studios, it seems, they're missing their opportunities to take advantage of, of things, 
uh, same thing with, with Cyberpunk. Uh, I know Cyberpunk, I guess, is getting re-released into the PlayStation Store, but I don't really care. I, I don't know other people that are <laughs> yeah. excited about that. And then, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Kronos, not Kronos, uh, Prodigy isn't here because I, I know he's a big... Um, called Buddha fan yeah. no <laughs> um the last of us 2 and everything i'm it, it would be cool to have some some dlc or to to be on the way or some news about that or, or even some multiplayer news but we haven't heard anything and it's like okay temperature in the room is kind of dimming on on me wanting to even pick that game back up and play it again for multiplayer because i'm more excited about some other stuff coming out like like horizon uh, for, yeah. uh, Forbidden West and stuff. West Side. Rather than going back, yeah, rather than going back and playing some of these games for the for the DLC stuff. So I mean, it, it does suck because of COVID and, and being able to produce this extra content. But this is, I mean, it is what it is. Hold on, this is what's weird for me, okay? Because obviously, I'm I'm in the IT industry. I've been in the IT industry for you know more than half my life at this point. So it's over 20 years. Um, and when COVID dropped, like, yeah, it was bad, but, like, the vast, like, my whole team, we just started, I work from home anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. But I don't know why other, like, these gaming studios couldn't shift for people to work from home. Like, if you're in IT, working from home, unless, unless you live in, like, unless you can't separate your work life from your personal life, then there, there's a, there's an issue there, right? But, but most people in, in the IT industry, especially if you're, you know, a programmer, you probably have a, a decent amount of money. You probably have a decent place where you can like separate your work life and personal life. Um, but as far as like connectivity goes to like actually, you know, develop shit, like there's really no excuse for me for being in IT to like get shit done during COVID. Like I understand that we t we have you know personal sacrifices, but it's like I just VPN into like my job and I use the same resources that I would have if I was in the office. Like because nobody's like developing. You know, games. Um, yeah, you can develop on like a really powerful system, but at that same point, you could just bring them home, or you develop on develop them on some crazy powerful servers, which are external anyway, which you use to uh, you can just remote into them. So I don't understand like the whole thing of like, well, COVID happened last year, so we couldn't couldn't do anything. Like, unless your team got COVID, like I don't really get it. Like, you can definitely like still work on normal work schedule you know in this digital realm um and still get shit done i mean like we my team we've had literally i'm i'm not gonna say any because we, we actually have people die on my team which is fucking terrible but i don't i don't think they died from covid um hmm. but we have people die which that's obviously an issue if you have like people dying but as far as like you have a baby. Just like making basic content and like, you can make the same content at home as you can in the office. You can. So, this whole honestly, this is kind of going to the end of E3, but um, the vast majority of games aren't coming out until next year, at the minimum. So I think most of the games that they said were going to come out in 2022, I'm not expecting those shifts to come out to like 2023. Yeah. So be honest with you but it's like at the same time it's like why why can't you make the shift from working from home with the technology that we have like vpns and all those other things and you you can't you can't make the shift to do that like you should be on the forefront of technology and you're you're clearly not yeah and that's an issue like and the, the problem that i have with e3 it's like okay listen like i, I get COVID happened last year but 
at the same time, like, don't make this this huge event and attend this huge event when you're not going to tell us shit about games that we're willing to that we that we're interested in. You know, like there's a whole bunch of games that are missing from E3, whole bunch of games, and the studios were there. You know, having presentations for E3, it's like, listen, if you don't have anything really to share, then just fucking just do E3 next year. You know, Cap Capcom talking to you. No, Take Two, <laughs> Take Two Interactive. I'm talking to you specifically. Take Two Interactive did the they had the fucking worst E3 showing of all fucking time. All right, this is what they did. There's there was a Take Two Interactive. It was it was, it was a panel. And I started watching it, and it was about in- inclusivity and diversity in gaming. It-, it didn't say that in the panel, and it was just like they were doing a panel. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch the panel, and it was all about inclusivity and diversity. I'm like, okay, but it was all basically, it was like me watching a corporate diversity training program, like, for, you know, two hours. I'm like, why are you presenting this for E3? Like, we don't give a fuck about your diversity. Like training you know what i mean like i don't i most gamers don't really fuck, i don't fucking care i care about diversity yes but when it comes to like you making a game um and if you're saying that your only e3 entry is this one panel and it's about diversity in the gaming industry like i don't give a fuck i want to know what you are presenting um for me to consume and i think that's what the vast majority of gamers were expecting was for them to either announce a game or announce something. They didn't announce shit. They just talked about the the lack of diversity in some uh, areas in gaming. I'm like, yeah, we I understand that. There's a lack of diversity in gaming. I get that. But when it comes to E3, that's not what I'm here for. Like, it's not it's not what nobody's here for. We're here to like get announcements for new games and what's come what's where the industry is going. And it was a huge misstep. And I, I just don't understand their whole point of, of, of doing that that whole thing. It was fucking stupid. Um, uh, I, I think I have an idea on why they did it, but like you said, it's like, so it was an internal thing because they've been in hot water over the last couple years over over like hot um, sexual <laughs> misconduct and like possibly <laughs> racial stuff. But I'm like, this is your guys' dirty laundry. Yeah, that, that yeah, get we're, you're not supposed to be showing at a trade show. Like, yeah, what are you making? When is it coming out? If you ain't got that, get the fuck off the stage. Like, what the Damn fuck? Damn right. Why are yeah, you here? Dude, Why are you here? Why are you showing time. Yeah, yeah, this is shit that you should be telling your employees, not us. Yes. We didn't get fucked up. We're not the one getting sued. Y'all <laughs> are. <laughs> Y'all yeah. fix your shit at, at home. And maybe it's supposed to be a love letter to or uh, uh, some something for the industry as a whole. Then do it. Like, um, have a different convention or something not e3 like i don't like like don't Jay, Jay, i'm sorry album you made for beyonce for cheat on her <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they it, it was just bad it just looks bad or whatever make your own event with something that you plan on releasing uh and then at the beginning of it then you can talk about the steps that your company has taken to make it more diverse uh to stop sexual harassment and blah 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 but Get off the E3 stage with that shit. Like, pass yeah. the sticks or whatever. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it, even if they were, you. that's like a two-sentence, like, uh, yeah. presentation, it not would, some two-hour thing. It would be like me going to, like, Blue's wedding and then proposing 
uh, to my girlfriend at his wedding. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not the it's not the place for that. <laughs> like, no, this, is, this is about people that got like shit to do and like games to actual show. Like, we don't care about what's going on behind the scenes at your company when this is the forum to be showing about games or whatever. It, uh, I would say like a lot of the content they showed at E3 was like shit we've already seen before. Like, there's been YouTube videos out there. There's, like, there's not even leakage. These are fucking actual like game trailers that have been launched or been uh, released onto YouTube and stuff like that. So, mm. if you're not going to you're gonna show us shit that we've already seen, just don't fucking do it. We need more. You need something more to get excited about your goddamn games. Don't just show the same shit we've seen already. Well, and it's, and especially like with with Take Two Interactive, it's like listen, like you own Rockstar. Like we're expecting, you know, maybe a GTA Six, maybe a Bully Two, maybe. A fucking some update, any updates on any of those games, or you know, Red Dead, Re, you know, Red Dead Redemption, or Red Dead whatever too. It's like they have all these major franchises that are still making a lot of money, and you're gonna give us <laughs> literally zero updates on any of those things, or any new franchises, or anything else. But you want to talk to me about diversity and inclusion? Like, yeah, diversity and inclusion, it's a, it's a big deal, but that's not what E3 is for. It's not. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's like, fucking um, stop it. Like with the game Redfall, like that game is very fucking first. Like yeah, the four <laughs> teammates, but they didn't throw that shit down your throat. Like they, you had a black girl with fucking fucking powers. You had like a Latin guy with, that had like sniper fucking aim and shit like that. You had like uh, a white girl. You had like I think it was the Asian dude. I can't remember what the other guy was, but like he had like a robot and shit like that. Like yeah, that shit was the first as fuck. Did it throw down your throat? Nope. Yeah. Um, really quick, I want to kind of grab it back. Um, even though Prodigy's not here, he kept talking about this game that was shown at E3. It was at on day one, which was uh, from from Software's game, Elden Ring. Did y'all see this? Are y'all excited about this? I mean, it's um, a, it's you know, it's a Soulsborne type game. So you know me, I'm not like a huge Soulsborne fan, but I get the I, I understand the appeal to other people. So. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been a fan of Elden Ring or the Souls games, so um, I didn't really care. I know Prodigy was all about it. I figured we'd be remiss if we didn't shit on him, but at least mention games <laughs> that he was excited about. So, um, also, jumping back to Garden of the Galaxy, that actually comes out this year in October. All right, hopefully, That's fine. if it gets pushed Probably. back, I mean, let's okay, let's be let's be real. All right, this is Cronus talking to you, real. They just announced the game this week, and they're saying it's going to get released in October. That's like four months from now. Get the, f- the fuck out of here. I, yeah. I'd be very surprised. In October, I'll tell you, hey, back in fucking June, I said this is not going to get released, but it got released. But I'll be very surprised if it got released in October. Of this. If, it got, if, it, if it gets released this year at all, I'd be highly surprised because they just announced the game. <laughs> yeah, and if they do release it this year, and it, and if the game is good, it doesn't seem like it's all fucking broken and shit, then that puts the rest of the gaming industry on notice. Like, why did you push back every game for fucking COVID? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, including uh, God of War. I'm just saying, I really want to play that game. Mm-hmm. The next God of War. Right, oh. right. When is Sony uh, doing their thing? Say again. Uh, when is Sony doing their thing? Well, next month? honestly, is it next month? No, they don't. They don't need to. I mean, they, they, <laughs> I think they won E3 by not attending E3. 
<laughs> like seriously, they, they they they've had announcements this week, but I think that it was a huge mistake for the gaming industry to really have E3 this year. They could have just pushed it back. To, they should have just canceled it this year, because there was. I don't think that this E3, with the announcement announcements that that they had, warranted like a, a whole event, because the va- like the vast majority of games were 2022, you know, or 2023. A lot of games that got just left off the table. You know, um, and nobody wants to talk about it. But it's just like, what? Why are we doing this when we already know that these games are getting pushed back? So just, mm-hmm. just you're trying to like force this thing where you, I get it that you know COVID happened, they're pushing games back, but you're still pushing for this this event, and this is this is like one of the most underwhelming E3s that I've. It was more underwhelming than last year's. Hey, and that's saying a lot. Was there one last year? What's up? I don't remember. There was one last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one. There was one last year. Are they, yeah, it was, it, it was all virtual. And around those, because they they announced games that were coming out that year or this year, that came out. Some of them got pushed back, and they also announced you know around the same time, the release dates of the Xbox Series X and uh, the PS5. Got that got announced around the time of uh, last year's E3. You know, with this year, what I was, I guess we'll segue a little bit to uh, Nintendo. I was expecting Nintendo to, like, to hit the ground running and just destroy everybody, you know, with 33 announcements. I was expecting the Nintendo Switch Pro or the Super Nintendo Switch, which is what they should have called it, or what they should call it when it comes out. I was expecting updates on Breath of the Wild 2, uh, Metroid Prime 4 or 5, I think it's 4. Um, a new Mario game uh, and a few other things, but I didn't get any of that shit. Like Breath of the Wild, I got a little bit of it. Like I got, I got a hint of Breath of the Wild, which looks amazing. There's some new gameplay elements that I, I definitely picked up on. Um, but Nintendo dropped the ball too. They dropped the fucking ball. But yeah, they, they announced Metroid Dread. I get that. That that game looks cool too. I'm gonna get it. But uh, it's not the Metroid Prime that I wanted. It's it's a side scroller. And side scrollers are cool, but um, that's not what I what I wanted. You know, I wanted a new, a new Metroid Prime update. But I also understand that last year they had to uh, they changed studios because I guess the studio that was making it it wasn't up to Nintendo standards. Which you know I get that. But uh, no real new Mario games. Um, no Nintendo Switch Pro. You know. Which is what they really need right now to really compete um, with the the Xbox and the PlayStation, but you know they didn't announce any of that shit. So it's, that was a huge letdown for me. I, I was literally waiting for Tuesday yesterday for Nintendo's direct, and I was like, "What the fuck, man?" Uh, yeah, you got Mario Party Superstar, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania, Dragon Ball Z, fuck that too, Kakarot, <laughs> New Power, Awaken Set. WarioWare? No, that's all. It, this is what this is what this is what oh, is wait, more insulting. You get Tony Hawk. The Tony most Hawk insulting thing. One and two. They didn't announce the Nintendo Switch Pro, but they announced the fucking game and whatever, like the tiny fucking thing that we had, in like the the 1990s, oh. the single player fucking, fucking tiny console. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bro, it, it plays four Zelda games. I'm like, okay, I guess, but what? That's not what anybody fucking wants. Like, people are gonna buy it, yeah, but. I, we need a new Switch console because the, the Switch console we have now, it's not up to spec anymore. 
you know, and they need to they need to fix that. Um, I, I, I think you're right with uh with Sony Planet right by sort of just chilling, um, and then Sony, I mean, they updated us like was it, maybe a month or two ago with their old state of play. Uh, they told us about uh, Horizon. Uh, they gave us gameplay. Uh, they told us what they're working on, and I'd, I'd rather have them just keep it real and just be like, "Yeah, we're we're still working or whatever." Uh, it's a, it's a work day for us, so uh, all the people are in the office, rather than just like blow fucking smoke up our ass and try to get us hyped about stuff that nobody asked for, nobody cares about, nobody's excited for it. I mean. They, they kept it real. Now, like like I said before, Xbox did their thing. I was really impressed with Xbox. Um, I'm not really. I don't really get into the depths of Nintendo too much because I, I don't have a Switch or whatever. But uh, like Chrono said, he he was disappointed with that. So it's. I mean, if you don't have anything really important to say, no one's gonna be mad at you for just chilling and not saying anything and just be like, we'll have our own event in two weeks. Like I don't think people would be flipping over tables if they said that. Yeah, um, I, I want to touch on a couple of games that are uh, multi-platform that a lot of people were kind of excited about. Um, one of them is uh, Hades. Does Hades come into the consoles? It is. It's coming to the at least to Xbox and PlayStation. Yes, and both. I guess PC. Or is it already is it already on PC? I don't know if it's on PC, know. but I know it's coming to the Xbox and the PlayStation on. I think it's eight, August thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. Which it's an amazing fucking game. Amazing game. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, this was this was one of the games that was nominated for Game of the Year, and yeah, everyone was talking about it. So I'm like, I'm gonna have a chance to play it because I don't own a Switch because it's on the Switch. Now it's coming to these two consoles. Now I'm like, oh, now I have a choice of which console I want to play it on. Now I can see what everyone's talking about and be all part of it. I heard the lore. I Cronus broke down the um, the story, and the story sounds crazy. So I'm like, dude, this could be this could be on point. So I'm gonna check it out. It's probably gonna be like a thirty dollar game or whatever, so I'm interested. Should be cool. And then uh, the other one is Diablo two. I guess that's it's gonna a, be on all well, the consoles. It's a remake, but yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a remaster, which is cool because I mean Diablo two was fucking dope. Yeah, and then uh, Among Us is coming to the box. I don't know if it's coming to the. I would imagine it's coming to the PlayStation. I don't see why yeah. it wouldn't. Um, and then uh, the one game that we saw like what last week. Ahead of E3, that everyone's still kind of talking about because they're still kind of on the fence or whatnot. It's Battlefield 2042. We talked about it a little bit last week. We got more of it, I guess, at a E3 sort of. Um, uh-huh. I don't okay. know what y'all take on this after E3. I, are you I'll, still on the fence? Do you well, care? No. I'm not on the fence. I'm going to contradict myself um, from what I said earlier. There was a game we mentioned earlier about having uh, only one mode that was shown. It was extra- Extraction. Um, yeah, so Extraction only showed one mode, but the mode they showed seemed interesting. The Battlefield, they didn't show any interesting modes. It was just, okay, it's multiplayer. And, the, oh, come, oh, I'm sorry, there's a hurricane. Okay. Like, okay, that's your that's your whole spiel, is that you got to play the same style of game with the hurricane. Huh. They, they basically saved the show trailer, the same trailer they released, like, last week, so... There's nothing new they showed us. I mean, it it, yeah. it looks cool, but yeah, it's like it's nothing. Like you're not gonna beat Call of Duty with that. I mean, Call of Duty is like the onslaught mode and the fucking. They have all these other crazy modes, you know, zombies and all this other shit. That 
really invest you into playing the game. Unless Battlefield announces something like that, like you're getting left in the dust again for the sixth yeah. generation for the sixth time. So you know? we shall see. I mean, they have their state of play July 22nd. So if they don't show anything new, everyone's going to lose interest. And it's just going to get just beat up again. So um, what else? But I mean, you know, I'm, not, I'm not really surprised because, you know, isn't Battlefield like an EA? Well, it's a dice game, but that's EA, isn't yeah. it? Dice, yeah, it's an EA. It's an e, in the EA family. So Yeah, they're just, I mean, they're, EA, they're, they're in... In okay, actually no, they're not even okay. At this point, they're kind of subpar because they they, they go way too much on the uh, pay pay to win scheme and like all these crazy loot boxes and all this other shit. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Call of Duty does that a little bit too. But in Call of Duty, I've I've never paid anything extra on Call of Duty games. Nothing extra, and I can still enjoy the game. Um, but I don't think that's gonna be the same way with with Battlefield. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that because they have like little shortcuts that you can buy, so it basically levels you up faster. I was playing Battlefield Five; they have like a, a kit short shortcut you can buy to give you like all the unlocks for a particular class. I'm just like, mm, I'm not going to invest money in that. I'll just play the game. Whatever I get, I get. So we'll see what happens with Battlefield 2042. So, I those the games that we gave a shit about is there any other ones that somebody wanted to talk about oh hold on i'm sorry uh i got it i gotta do this capcom oh, capcom yeah. shows up <laughs> and, and and showed us shit that we already knew prodigies up here fucking sucking them off like oh you guys are great show there's another one in my face yeah yeah i'm like okay okay hold on look i understand that I'm very very well released games. Well, games that were well received. Resident Evil Village was well received, sold very well. Resident um, Monster Hunter Rise, which is on the Switch, sold very fairly well. Um, there's a PC version coming. What they showed during their presentation was one DLC that was supposed to launch with the game. <laughs> we were told this April of 2020 that on day one this mode would be in the game. We were told this kind of in March that the, the mode will be available if you buy the game, but they kind of cut the part out saying it's going to be there day one. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then the game comes out and I'm like, oh, we're going to release this in the fall. So I'm like, well, what the fuck? And then we see that, hey, this mode's still coming. It's like, yeah, you told us this is coming because you delayed it. We're supposed <laughs> to get it day one. And I played the beta. I'm not exactly hyped for this DLC because there's only one map and it's like in this really small area. For some reason, Capcom still has issues with their characters running. Instead, they jog. I'm like, dude, you're getting chased by horrible monsters and we're like light jogging. And the only game, only Resident Evil games that you can run is maybe Revelations in Part 6. So it's like Capcom shows up with stuff that's like year-old content and maybe some like some skins for uh, Monster Hunter Rise, and then that's it. They're like, okay, thanks guys for playing our games. It's like, where was Street Fighter Six? <laughs> where was um, where was a Mega Man revival? None of that was there. Um, where's potentially a new um, Resident Evil like 
Revelations like four or whatnot. None of that was there. Um, maybe like a new uh, Bionic Commando. Maybe maybe first person or third person version. Nope, none of that. None of that stuff was there. So it's like, why even show up if y'all ain't gonna show you? You're gonna show a shit we already know is coming, and then you're just gonna reiterate shit that we already know. Like, why'd y'all show up? Yeah, what's the point? So I'll get like. We, we know that you have games that are out in the market and selling. I could literally log off, walk down the street, and go buy the game. What are you going to show me that I should be interested in that you're making? We didn't get that. None of that. None. Capcom, Capcom came to the barbecue with forks and knives. Oh, <laughs> plastic forks and knives. No, they, they, killed potato, yeah. they killed potato salad with raisins. That's what they oh, man. I was just like, dude, there's no point in Capcom being there. I'm sorry. They, they didn't need to be there. They just wasted time with bullshit. Like, just yeah. like take you, like, if you're going to show up to a trade show, show up with something that fans want to be excited about. Like, I get it. I know that you guys got hacked. I know that the information um, was out there about games that you guys had in work. And one of them was Street Fighter Six. There was some other stuff also. None of that got touched upon. Nothing. We got nothing. Why are you even there? You all didn't do shit. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. What was funny That's is that they're they're they 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 tried like their their uh their intro and stuff like that was pretty fucking dope and stuff like that. But their shit was hella fucking glitchy. Like the whole when she started to come on, like we started to play, and then all of a sudden it dropped off, and then started playing again. I'm like, okay, you guys need to get your shit together. Like, <laughs> I, I know this shit's probably pre-recorded, but come on, bro. <laughs> But then also, like, it, one of the things from, I, I, maybe I'm just an old man on the fucking lot yard telling kids to get off the fucking yard, but, like, I don't, I don't like listening to hosts going by, like, their gamer tag. Like, I need, like, real fucking names. Like, I don't know, like, hold on. Double, double dick down. Really, Blue? What a, really, yeah. Blue? <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> uh. Hey, we're on a tape. This fucking guy. No. <laughs> but no, I guess I, I guess I wanted to hear from like game developers and like get really good to know these people. But like, yeah, once again, I'm just that old man yelling off my, my front porch, get off my, my yard. No, I, I, I get it, man. I, on, on some aspect, I mean, we basically use different names to protect our identities. You know, they're not really that protected, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder that that's how like younger people. I, oh, need to talk. Need to talk to somebody that's young. Like if when I go by, you know, Cronus is like, is this super weird that some old ass fucking man is like going by some some weird nickname that he got when he was like in his teenage years? Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I don't give a fuck. I still game. Yeah. One v one me, bro. If you say that to little kids, one v one me, bro. You know another. Another problem I have with E3, which is well, maybe it's the old man on the yard again, is that there was way not, not there was way too much coverage. It was fucking hard to try to find like the right source of information. Like when you did like a quick like YouTube Google search or something like that, there's so much fucking content that's out there that it was hard to find like the right one. Like I don't I don't care about fucking Debbie down the street. Watching E3, giving her a reaction. Like I need to see this fucking, I need to see E3 for my my own self. Yeah, so this uh, is kind of hard to find. I think this is the uh, the G4 effect. So, you know, G4 obviously they're they're recombining like Voltron right now to to form uh, a network again. 
But the problem is, is that you know, obviously they weren't they weren't covering uh, E3 at all, as far as I know, which is a shame. I had to go through mainly IGN and like a couple other a couple other places, but. It's like, you know, when you click on those links of, like, hey, E3 coverage, and then it's like a countdown timer to, like, when the actual, what happens. Like, that's a fucking bummer. Um, yeah, what I miss, like, what G4 did, you know, where I could turn on TV and see them covering, like, the whole floor. Obviously, there's no floor because of COVID. I, I get that. Um, but covering the floor and, like, everything else that's going on besides, like, the actual announcements. That's your, I miss that shit. Hopefully next year... Uh, I hope that G4 can get their, you know, network rights and, like, get an actual channel on cable again and then cover E3 and other various, you know, Gamescom and a bunch of other gaming events and, like, show us, like, some behind-the-scenes along with uh, gaming announcements. Because i got to be honest with you, like, it's difficult for me to, like, watch IGN in their current capacity and, like, their current, you know, talent pool. And, like, God, so watch bad. them, like, just kind of bullshit about games. And just, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, I like watching Adam Sessler and Kevin Pereira and, uh, shit, Morgan, Morgan Webb. Wave. You know, I, I like watching them bullshit about stuff. You know, about gaming and, like, seeing them on the floor. And without them, man, it's, like... It's hard for me to get interested. Like, and then I watch these, you know, the presentations. And it's like, yeah, the presentations are they're cool, but what's going on in between the presentations? This year, obviously, this is like it's different because there there was no in between. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a letdown. But it, but knowing that e, that G four is like they're almost there, like they're almost all the way back. Like I really want them to get back because I think that there is a place for aging gamers like all of us. Um, watching other aging gamers like talk about the gaming industry because um, it, it's a lot of people, and I think people kind of discount that. All right, uh, we got Stitch on the show. Stitch, we've had this uh, topic. I'm sorry, we're moving away from E3, but Stitch, we get, get okay. you. We gotta talk to you about this one. This one here, um, it's kind of a. Th- a little bit of a throwback also to one of your projects, but uh, these chicken sandwiches that everyone keeps <laughs> popping up with. Um, oh, everyone, everyone keeps going out. Everyone's trying to get the perfect chicken sandwich. A lot of places are out there with one. I feel like, I think almost every chain has put their hat in the ring now. Um, yeah. Have you had a chance to sample some of this stuff? Uh, are you going to do a show, Gugeki, about this? <laughs> what's going on what's going on with this um i have it was so funny because i passed by a chick-fil-a maybe like last week and i was like i haven't been to chick-fil-a in in a minute and uh i mean popeyes killed their chicken sandwich at least in my opinion i love the, Pop, the popeyes one it's so good um i've tried i think jack in the box had one Mm-hmm. That, was, that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that. That was, that was pretty nice. I give it a nice little good rating. Um, I have not tried the McDonald's one, and I think uh, Burger King has one. Burger King has one. Uh, so yeah, does uh, KFC. KFC has a chicken sandwich out now. Uh, see, I, I want some chicken with some bones in it if I'm going to KFC. Like, I don't, I, I'm not I mean, really they, all about the chicken sandwich hat- for KFC. Uh, I've I've had it and uh, it's actually pre- pretty 
it's it's a good contender. I have not tried to beat Burger King one or the McDonald's one. Um, I feel like oh Wendy's. Does I think Wendy's has their hat in the ring too now. Yeah, it just well where I live, I kind of have to go out of the way to get to the KFC by me. So it's like I have to pass by a Popeyes. I pass by like several Jack in the Boxes. It's like all the way on the other end of the city I live in. So I don't really hit up KFC as often as I would probably like to. So when I do crave KFC, I normally get like a bucket and of wings and stuff and just get like okay. a family, family I feel it. Um, same thing with the Burger King. The Burger King, for some weird ass reason, there's not that many in in uh, in Livermore for some weird ass reason, and it's still like kind of randomly out there. Oh, oh wow. whoa! What was that? So, <laughs> I think that was blue. Under attack? What was that? That was blue. <laughs> I think that wasn't me. I think that was blue. Blue blew something up. Oh, he, he lost power. <laughs> oh shit! This is all dark. Oh man. Well, his uh, camera still works. Is, is he in a fight? Oh, there we go. No, he's back. I, oh, he's back. <laughs> I took. I met. I. I was trying to turn off the light in the hallway, and I. I was fucking around. I turned off the light in my office. And I was like, "Oh shit, I'm like." <laughs> well, um, um, but I, I, I haven't got to try all the chicken sandwiches. Probably the next. I do want to try the Burger King one because the Burger King one seems pretty good, and they were taking shots at Chick Fil A, which I like the pettiness <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm down for a little chicken sandwich rivalry, but I, I still have the Popeyes one on top of the uh the food chain but i also know the reason i haven't been going getting my, my little chicken fill is because chicken's been going up price has been price on chicken has been rising like they've been having chicken short shortages and yeah everything but oh, uh damn. i'm just like yeah normally a chicken sandwich is kind of like a, a quick kind of feeling meal but it's supposed to be like inexpensive so like when they're advertising like the chicken sandwich for like 2.99 or something all right, yeah, that's cool. I can, I can pick up a chicken sandwich and, and eat it real quick, and then I'll prep dinner later. But if I'm going and getting a chicken sandwich and it's $6 just for the sandwich, and if I want, like, a drink and, and whatever, then it's, like, 9 I'm like, uh, why don't I just get, like, a regular meal? So that's another reason why I haven't been going as hard on the chicken sandwich game as of late. Uh, I, I think the people deserve a sh- uh, Shogugeki on uh, Stitch's ratings on these chicken sandwiches. Like, wh- who's going to be on top? Which contenders are on there? The people need uh, answers. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is true. And also, I mean, when, you, when I'm getting into that stage of, like, fatherhood where it's like, all right, I need to make sure I'm giving the little storm good quality food and stuff. So I'm, like, in the store looking at ingredients, making sure, like, iron content and the fiber and all kinds of nutritious shit so i i i, I think i've gotten her maybe like two happy meals just just for entertainment purposes to watch her open up a fucking toy and stuff like that but <laughs> i've i've been i've been mainly just sort of like making meals as of late uh as we sort of wind down on the end of quarantine life but i haven't really like gotten too much i haven't gotten nearly as much fast food as uh i did before quarantine I, i've been mainly just when I do have to go to the supermarket, buying stuff in bulk, and then just cooking, grilling chicken, and meal prepping, or doing whatever. Oh my god, bro! I just went through probably, I don't know how much, how many pork chops, but I just meal. So, <laughs> That's what I had today. <laughs> oh, are you serious? So, hold on, I'll pull up like a, a picture. But I went through probably 
it had to be at least six pounds of fucking pork chops that I meal prepped. The family packs at, at like Safeway and stuff. You get nah. like a big ass variety pack of this pork was, this chops for like seven bucks. So this was like a whole Damn. bunch of th- nice. this is five packages of pork chops that I, I vacuum sealed with uh, various um, seasonings and uh, marinades that I'll freeze and then I'll pull out later. Cause I, I got off today was a shit day at work for me. It was like it was fucking terrible. I'm not gonna go deep into it, but. Um, I didn't get off of work until like I didn't get any lunch I didn't get to work out so I had to work out like kind of after work and it was fucking terrible and then you know came back and uh, Riley get home I'm like well what's for dinner I'm like well I don't want to cook but then I saw that I had like six pounds of fucking pork chops in the refrigerator and I was like I, I bought them from, from Costco the other day and I was like I've had a couple times where like literally I bought like that amount of meat from Costco and then I didn't cook them like right away and they went bad I'm like I'm like it's not going to happen today so it's like I'm just gonna prep them and then get them ready to go. So I, I cooked KMAC one pork chop like normally, and then I was like, the rest of these are getting vacuum sealed and marinated, and I'll toss them in the freezer and then we'll get them prepped for for sous vide. But it's just like, um, yeah, it's kind of the same deal. Like I've eaten like a lot of fast food. I've eaten like a lot of um, restaurant food through delivery, but like fast food not so much. And like I've been doing like a lot of like just cooking in general over the past year and definitely meal prepping and using the sous vide method has been like uh made it really easy to like get through you know eating different foods and not buying too much but even then like the prices for like meat have gone up like they've skyrocketed i remember like the when covid first started like buying ribeyes was not that expensive like i can get like three or four ribeyes through costco for like 40 maybe 50 dollars and now it's like $80, $90 for the same yeah. ribeyes. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? But I'm also I'm doing it through, you know, um, Instacart. So I don't know how much it is in the actual store. Um, oh, okay. But it's still like even, you know, like I said, last year it, was, it wasn't it was that expensive even through Instacart to get ribeyes. And now it's like damn near $100 to get the same amount of ribeyes when last year was like 40 50 bucks. And, and the price of wood has gone up astronomically. But it's like these are all things that are... You know, that happened because of basically COVID and the price of shit is going up because we don't have the, um, the same amount of people um, to harvest these various goods. Because, like, if you look at, like, the meatpacking industry, like, COVID just tore through all of them. Yeah. You know, so we heard about it last year, but it, it took a long time for that, the prices to catch up. But we're seeing it now. And wood, the wood, I, I didn't see coming at all. The wood is fucking insane right now. Yeah, Insane. I've heard I've heard horror stories about that. Yeah, like I want to build like another get another fence uh, built, but the price of wood is like it, it would cost me what would what would have cost me seven hundred fifty dollars two years ago is now like three four thousand dollars. Good, God. Yeah, I'm like no, like, whatever. Actually, I know someone that works at a lumberyard, and uh, he was talking about, yeah, that stuff was skyrocketing, and he said it's going to get worse. Yeah, it is. I'm like, oh, that's great. That's just great. You know what's interesting? Uh, um, today, this, this is going to sound weird as fuck, but um, today I made hamburgers with, with uh, my sous vide thing. Oh, I've done it before, too. P- plenty of times. Yeah, yeah and it fucking came out great. Which, yeah. and, like, uh, you took it in a sous vide, walk away, just let it do his thing and just come back and just take it out and just sear it real quick on the fucking pan for like a, a minute or two both sides 
Bam, per fucking hamburger. Dude, you know what? I did. I, I, I use a method where I, I'll use like a, uh, you know, some ground beef or ground bison, which is basically beef. And I'll season the meat. Then I will make a patty on one side. And then I'll take a, I'll slice up uh, long ways. Well, not long ways. Short ways, I guess. Uh, like red peppers. And then I'll put it in the middle oh, okay. of the uh, of the patty that I made. And I'll take some low low moisture uh, mozzarella. I'll put it in the middle of the uh, red pepper. Then I'll put another patty on top of that, like that. I you know with the ground beef, same seasoning. And then I'll uh, seal it all together. And then I'll toss it in the sous vide. And then when you sear it, uh, the cheese melts all together. Like obviously you cook it, then you sear it. The cheese melts. It's all sealed, and the uh, the red pepper like keeps it all like together. Nicely, and it, it's like a nice little treat. You eat your hamburger, so that's a sweet secret. Wait, wait, wait! Good. You're saying you made a ghetto burger, like the one <laughs> well, it's not, it's not chopped up. See, <laughs> ain't no bell peppers in McDonald's burgers. Yeah, <laughs> it's not chopped up. I mean, it is, like, it is yeah, chopping up like little small pieces. No, that sounds good because like I would think like you know having a bell peppers would help kind of hold help because when I when I threw it in the vacuum sealed bag, it kind of Wash the patty a little bit, so having the bell pepper in there kind of—it seems like it might help it keep its shape a little bit. Yeah, so that yeah, that's one thing that's definitely like a downside of when you're vacuum sealing uh, ground beef. So my old—I um, have two different vacuum sealers. One has like a, a different setting for sealing, so it's kind of lighter, so it doesn't like squish to me as much. So you might want to like think about getting another one just to like not seal as hard as, because I have like a. I forget the one I have now, but there's like another one I have now that definitely seals better, but it seals a little harder than the other one. Well, I was I was using fucking turkey meat, so that's probably oh, why it yeah, it's not one. Yeah, yeah, and it, it like it was pre-made, so it wasn't like I rolled the the, the patty out. So yeah, but, I mean, it still came out great. Like it still was fucking tasty. It just was flat as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, damn. Where are we going next? Make I'm, me I'm gonna step away a little real bit quick, hungry. but keep going. Uh, so, Blue, yes. uh, you used to watch Cowboy Bebop, correct? Yes. So, what do you think of the upcoming Netflix show with John Cho in the title role? Because uh, last week, people, there there were some promotional pictures that were released for the upcoming show, and uh, people were talking about how um, John Cho's hair was very similar uh, kind of on point to the lead characters. Uh, what do you think? Are you? What do you think about the show upcoming? Are you scared that this is gonna turn into shit? What are your thoughts? Oh god, American-made anime had all been fucking crap. So I have very, very, very low expectations for this franchise. Or for this so th- this is, is live weird. action. This is live action. Well, live action TV series. Huh, okay. Even though it's live action, but it's American, like it's made here in America, so it can be fucking. I have very, very. Cause look at um, uh, yeah, I'm saying that fucking movie, uh, Death Note. Death Note. Death Note was. I don't care who. I don't. I, if you loved it, fuck you. That that shit was boo boo garbage. <laughs> the fact right when right when uh, light fucking stream when you see Royu Royu, I was like. Fuck this! I can't watch. This. I almost, I will turn. I was gonna turn off at that point, but 
I, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm gonna give it a chance that maybe it might be good, but like, if this was like, um, so they made a live action version of uh, Bleach that that Netflix picked up, but it was made in Japan, so it was actually fucking legit. Like it it looked like it just came out of the straight straight from the anime, but I don't know, man. This one this one's gonna be a hard sell for me. How about you? What yeah. You uh, I've never, so truth be told, I've never watched Cowboy Bebop. And I, I know, yeah, I've never seen it. And I know it's a huge staple for a lot of people. Uh, I respect the fan base and whatnot, because I'm not like prodigy shooting on shit that I've never seen before. So, uh, I know how popular it is. Um, I do like John Cho as an actor. I think he should be a household name. He should be an A-lister at this point, in my opinion. Um... It's funny, but we have a Bushmaster who's going to be in the show. He plays Jet Black, even though he is black. So that's going to be... I don't know how they're going to avoid like the jokes and that stuff, or the memes that are coming, but um, I'm interested in the live-action series. I mean, I know it'll probably be shorter, probably like a 10, 13 episode per season. So we'll see how it works out. Um, I, I do want to check this out, though. I want to see what this is about. And then so I'll probably like, go back and watch the anime because the anime actually ended, didn't it? Oh yeah, it ended a long fucking time ago. But like, uh, the little girl from Modern Family is gonna be playing Rain. Rain, I think her name. Um, the, the little girl that's the the gay couple's daughter. Uh, okay. She's gonna play the young girl from the anime, and it, I, I'm kind of I've kind of been wondering like where where has she been up to since the series since Modern Family ended? But um, yeah, like Harry Bushmaster, say my name. <laughs> say I, say she name right. Yeah, I think uh, I can see what he what he does. I mean, the cast so far seems pretty decent, but like, yeah, man, American made American made anime live actions are yeah, there's rough. No, there's, no good, there's no good track history. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how this works out. This is releasing later this year. I don't know if there's an actual... Um, I don't know where the release date is. But the pictures, a lot of people were kind of hyped about. At least it looked like it. So, we shall see. I'm trying to find any images that release. Well, you... Yeah, Shook Club yeah. John Chu. Oh. Yeah, I, just, I just saw it right now. Like, yeah. I mean... You can't, like, the one thing with anime is that, like, it's really hard to try to redo the hair styles from anime, so, you know, it's, it's decent, but I guess we'll just see. Because one thing about the main character from, from Cowboy Bebop is his fighting style is very, like, laid back and loose, so I, I he just got to capture that character for me to be, like, really interested in, in his series. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll give it a chance. Um... I know that John Cho like broke his leg or broke something. That yeah, he, he had an coming. accident. Something. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see like how well the ac- action sequences go because yeah, Spike Spiegel was like an excellent fighter in the show, but it was also like super laid back. So you know, we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll, it's very rare that you have a decent live action anime anything. So maybe Netflix will crack the code. So. Uh, John Cho had a knee injury after the first three episodes. And it looks like Shinshiro Watanabe, the director of the series, he's involved with the live-action show. Good. And so is the uh, the composer, the main composer of the original show. 
So, so th- this could this could be a hit. We don't know, but I mean, I think the I think with uh, John Cho in the lead, I think that's perfect casting. So uh, we'll still see. Yeah, we'll see. I was just wanted to say like um, for Ready Player One, the original writer for the book was the screenwriter. He wrote the script. Yeah, he wrote yeah. the script for this and film, it, and, it, and it still sucks. <laughs> so. I enjoyed the film. So for me, I watched the film before I read the book. So I I watched the film and I immediately bought the book right after. And there's a huge difference between the book and the film. Yeah. But I still I still enjoyed the film because I watched it first and then read the book. So I know that they're trying to fast track part two. I have part two right next to me, but I haven't read it yet. Uh, Yeah, I, I read it. But you know, when it comes to Ready Player One. It's literally impossible for them to make the the exact same or anywhere near the same um, live action as the book because you'd have to like they have they have to buy out so many rights it'd be like a trillion dollar movie, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, probably not a trillion, but it'd be you know it'd be a it'd very be very expensive. expensive. <laughs> Just like the rights of uh, of music alone and various other throwbacks to movies and shit like that. Like it's just it's too expensive. But in a book, you can do it because when somebody says you know. You can write something like, oh, you know, in the background they're playing, you know, When Doves Cry by Prince. But you're mm-hmm. not going to get hit by, you know, you know Prince's uh, whatever. What do they call it? Like, yeah, his estate, like wanting money. Because, like, you're playing his song. Like, no, I just said the name of the song in the book. So you're not getting hit by some legal fucking shit. But if you do it in a movie, <laughs> you play the song, then uh, you got to pay them fucking royalties. You got you to pay that money. Yeah, yeah, I can. In, I uh, I understand like the whole royalty thing, but like they changed the rules to the game. <laughs> like they got rid of like the the keys and then like the doors and I mean, there's time there's time, there time constraint, but there, there the, the keys didn't open like the doors and like there's like mini games and stuff that they played. And but then yeah. again, I guess that does come back down to royalties as well because some of the games they played were yeah. like stuff you need to like. Oh yeah, for. yep, like Pac-Man. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially if, like, it's from an entity that, like, disbanded, and then you have to track them down and be like, hey, can we use this? Well, it's like, well, this one person would say that, hey, I'm the sole owner, and then some, someone comes out of the woodwork like, hey, I was part of this too, I want my cut, and then it becomes a legal nightmare. Um, another thing that happens in the book, they mentioned the Enterprise in the book. Like, he had the Enterprise in his, like, asteroid, and, mm-hmm. like, you'd have to go through Paramount. More than that, Paramount. yeah. Yeah, the yeah Enterprise, but that was just the... one of them. Yeah. He had the Millennium Falcon. He had all that. I mean, even though Steven Spielberg has that kind of pull, getting all that together is still expensive and most likely, like, probably not going to happen. You you would wait like five years just to get a yes to use it in your film. Yeah. So, so I mean, the the book is is good, but also the book. To be honest, I mean, I, I read a lot of books now, and when it comes to books like Ready Player One. They will never become a classic book because there are too many pop culture references in the book. Way mm-hmm. too many. Like the the references are they're good for our generation and a few years in between. But when it comes to like fifty years from now, nobody's gonna get like these references anymore. They're not gonna get it at all. And so it's not gonna stand the test of time. Uh, and I I wish that. Uh, some of these writers, some of these authors would stop using so many pop culture references. Yeah, it, it's cool for me. Like, I, I get the appeal, but it's like I want your your work 
your literary work to last for ages, not just, you know, for 30, 40 years and then they're irrelevant. You know, it'll never be a Lord of the Rings or even like a fucking Harry Potter book, you know? Because in Harry Potter, they use like basically no pop culture culture references. Even in fucking Twilight, there was no pop culture references really in there at all. And you do that because you know that pop culture changes with the time. And if you keep putting out all the references over time, nobody's going to fucking get it. They're not going to get it. Yeah, they become... They become obscure. I mean, but then again, I think with Ready Player One, because the book is about a scavenger hunt, if you're reading the book again in 50 years, the book is basically an, a scavenger hunt. A history book. <laughs> yeah, it becomes a it becomes a book about you scavenging for this information to the references. You're like, hey, this literary prose is very interesting. What are these references? And then you end up researching and whatnot. Who knows what's going to happen in 50 years? Maybe there's some ocular implant. You can just, like, look. Um, maybe there's, like, some augmented uh, book reading when you're reading the book through, like, you know, uh, um, like an old uh, hardcover, and you're reading it through, like, some augmented glasses or, or contacts. Like, all these references point up where you can research. You just, like, touch the air, and oh, all baby. these, like, information pops up. You never know. It's gonna be like Back to the Future too. How like you know we had Back to the Future had their their idea of what the future was gonna be like, and it, Back to the Future took place in 2015. Here we are <laughs> six years fucking later, and like we still ain't got no hoverboard, we ain't got no flying car. But what? like you know, if you go back and read that, you're like, wow, like their depiction of the future was. I mean, there, there was a lot of stuff they got right, but like there's some yeah. stuff that's like, okay, I got to miss on this. Yeah, I don't. I don't need flying cars. I don't need someone that's pissed off and then driving their car into like a high rise or something, or some little kid on a hoverboard trying to think he can race on the freeway or something. Stunning shit for TikTok. We well, you know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, it's the seamless immersion of technology into our bodies. Um, what I've noticed through like cycling through like the Peloton, so I'm um, I'm going to buy like eventually like a, a gravel bike, which is basically like a road bike that can kind of go off road. And I've been noticing recently like the the fact that most cyclists they they use technology like to like an extreme degree to like just like get better at like um, basic fitness. So blue, I, you have a road bike, don't you? So now they have, I, I didn't know this, but they have like power meters on bikes now that yeah. you can use to like real, I, I didn't know what a power meter was until like I started, you know, using the Peloton bike, like learning like how many like outputs and watches like that and like my heart rate and like when to rest, when to like surge and do all these things. And at this point I'm like, why don't you just put the fucking watch shit in my goddamn arm? So like all the time you can just like read all, it's annoying to me. Like, like cause I, I have like, I wear my, my watch on the inside of my wrist, unlike most people that wear on the outside. But I, I wear it on my inside, and like it, it actually irritates the inside of my wrist sometimes. So I have to like, when I sh- even though this thing is it's waterproof, I can literally swim with it. So I have before, but I'll take it off to like the shower. But like other than that, like it's on all the time. I'm like just like embedded in my body. Like I don't really give a shit. And like it's connected to my phone, and my phone tells me like basically fucking everything. It tells me what like how good I slept. You know how much energy I'm supposed to have throughout the day. When I'm working out, how much I exerted myself, and it's just like at this point, it's like these are all these are things that probably everybody should have, 
you know, to like understand like why they're why they're tired and why they're not. Um, but we just like exported it to like an external device to our bodies. But I think sometime soon, this is gonna be like an internal device because to me it's annoying to have like this watch all the time. Like just give me a, a small chip and my you know hopefully that you can't hack, and you can't yeah. read it. But even if you could read it, I don't give a shit if you know about heart rate. I don't. I don't really care. Um, we're, we're, we're circling the bowl of fucking Black Mirror and Love Love Death Robots. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I know, like, right? It's 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 uh, getting inconvenient to like have like this this thing that reads all these metrics, but still like external my body. And like the vast majority of athletes that are like doing like all these like power zone trainings and um, you know heart rate zones and all these other things, like it's inconvenient to like have an external device like on your body. To like take all these readings, so I think pretty soon I'll probably gonna say within like probably the next twenty years, maybe less. There's gonna be like somebody's gonna come up with like the the implant for fitness tracking, and I'll probably sign up for it because it's just it's inconvenient to like keep wearing a fucking watch connected to my phone, <laughs> you know, for like all these readings. Be like fucking. Like stuff from um, Futurama having that like thing in her arm. Yeah. Y'all different. But I mean, it's it's legit though, cause like, what what this watch has told me is like my my my. This is something I already knew. I sleep light all the time. I I I almost never go into like deep sleep, cause I wake up like instantly. This is PTSD mostly. Um. So anything goes off in the house, like I'm like I wake up a little bit, and it's always light sleep. And so it's funny because like the, over the past, ever since, I, ever since I had this fucking watch, I go through the app every night. It's poor sleep. Every night, poor sleep, poor sleep. Because I, I never, I go into deep sleep. The maximum I've gone into deep sleep is 35 minutes. And I've had this watch for like more than a month. <laughs> Everything else is light or REM sleep, back into light sleep or I'm awake. And there's no in between. And then I'm wondering, like, why, like, my energy sometimes is, like, kind of low. It's because I, I never get deep sleep. Ever. And I, now I'm trying to figure out, like, how can I get deep sleep? I can't get it through booze or melatonin or any other means. I've tried. And I can never get into, like, deep sleep for, like, m- more than 35 minutes. So oh, you got you to chase the bre- You got to chase the dragon, bro. No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying. I'll, I'll figure uh, out something. Bad. Just to get some deep sleep, but I feel I feel in the mornings I don't feel that bad. But then when it comes to like, sometimes I push my workouts, and then I feel like shit. And then I look at like they have a thing called a body battery. And it's like oh you're at eleven percent. I'm like fuck, yeah. I feel like eleven <laughs> percent. You know body battery. That yeah. sounds all bad. Now we're in the matrix. We're about to start powering like machines and shit. Maybe maybe you go float. You know what? Uh-huh. That's actually something I'm probably gonna do. I'm glad you brought that up, man. Because I. I I was wondering, like, when can I do that? But I'm vaccinated now, so I can do that now. I do need to go float. You're right. Hmm. What? What? You'll blues float to- too? Say again. <laughs> I said you'll float too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what Blue's talking about is like before COVID, I used to do the uh, sensory deprivation flotation tank, like every yeah. now and again, just to like reset my body. But I haven't done it in like over a year because you know COVID. Because I didn't want to go into a tank, but. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll make that more of a priority. I'm taking a week off. Not next week, but the week after that. So maybe I'll take some time to do that, schedule something. Yeah, that'll probably help. Right on. Uh, have y'all had a chance to watch Loki yet? Yes. 
Not the recent episode, but I saw last week. Okay. Yeah, yeah last week. week was an interesting start, I would yes, say. Yes, it was. Yeah, we, we... It drops... The new episode drops every Wednesday, so our 48-hour window, we can't really talk about today's episode, or we can talk no, about last episode that day, but... Yeah, today's episode came out today, so I'm, I saw it earlier, so I'm not going to speak on it, but last week's episode, we can speak on it all day. Yeah, last week's was a... I think it was a, a decent start. I know people are saying that maybe it was a little slow or whatever, but I'm like, you have to start from somewhere, and like, you can't always hit the ground running. Mm. So I I like what they did. I think it's cool to like show more of a celestial side of of Marvel because they they need they need to do this for the next phase. It, yes. I think Marvel needs to go to like the whole celestial phase because they they already introduced Thanos, you know. And they're gonna they're gonna have the Eternals movie, and that should have Celestials at least mentioned in it. So I think this is a smart move to like show like there's like way more powerful beings than, you know, Thanos and all those other you know villains that you've seen in the MCU so far. So yeah, I think it's it's good like showing that they could like basically manhandle a, a god was was great. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's just pretty funny. Yeah, uh, the scene that tripped me up probably the most is that uh, one of the workers so at the TVA, which is the Time Variance Authority. Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So one of the guys that works there, he, he didn't know what a fish was or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And or chicken or something. And then he had a yeah, drawer. Fish. He had a drawer that was full of infinity stones <laughs> and the stones had no effect. At the TVA, they had no, no, they had like no meaning. There were paperweights in this area, just to give you like an idea of what what kind of power they wield in this realm. Well, where was, Infinity Stones mean nothing. Yeah, that was kind of kind of cool because like when Loki first gets the the Tetherrack, the the blue stone, it's bright blue, it's glowing like crazy. But once you get into the the, the TVA. The shit's like dimming and like it slowly it like dims more and more. Like once Loki realized that like it has no fucking power there, like it's almost like a damn near like a blue box with like a slight glow to it, but like Sorry. It, it was just funny like how that, that drawer had a bunch of infinity cells and it it just it just shows you how there's been so many different time variants that they had to fucking stop regarding the infinity stones because like I think what the the time stone like that one, every time they use that, that's got to create a different variant because they're going back in time and fucking up. What up? Kind of rewind the tape a little more. They go into why there is a TVA. Basically, whenever somebody diverged from the original timeline, it, it caused um, another timeline to happen. And basically, the TVA goes in there, destroys that timeline, finds out what that variant is, and bring them either destroy them or bring them back to where they where they need to be. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, with the time with the Infinity Stones, like they can call Ruckus all through the time timeline. So I can see that that's the reason why there's so many of those stones in the drawer, and why so many people need that pick weight inside of the, the facilities. They probably picked up a few, and we got we got a glimpse of what they're trying to do from Endgame. In Avengers Endgame, the Ancient One talks about what happens when you remove a stone, and the timeline changes, and it looks like they're doing the same thing but they keep the stone i guess a set of stones 
in one in each particular timeline perhaps and anytime someone kind of deviates they have to reset them or they disintegrate them which is interesting um it looks like there might have been an easter egg with um peggy carter because there's yeah i saw that yeah there's a little blinking you might miss it instance where uh one of the gateway opens and one of the um agents escorts a woman that looks like peggy carter very very quickly into the into the the tva and loki catches it and he's like kind of just like did i just see what i think i saw but he keeps it moving so it'll be interesting if they come back to that if that was just a little fun easter egg they threw at us well i, I mean <clears throat> sorry one of the most one of the biggest easter eggs they had in the whole show which actually explains um why the Infinity Stones don't work uh, in the TVA is the Living Tribunal. And so he's one of the most powerful beings in Marvel. And so I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when they showed like the, there was like a sort of like a plaque of like three faces. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the Living Tribunal like together. And well, there, there it's a single person, but like the, the head has three different faces on it. And he he can or it can nullify the infinity stones because it's so powerful basically all of his stats are maxed out as far as the mcu goes or the marvel universe goes in general like i think the the beyonder killed him but it was the beyonder is like outside of really anything inside the marvel universe but (laughs) i i can never take the beyonder seriously because he's dressed like a 70s elvis like impersonator Yeah. I can never take that dude serious. I'm like, this dude's a cosmic being. This is fucking Elvis, who can make himself big or small and do all this crazy shit. It's just, it's just weird. But yeah, having the Living Tribunal in the MCU uh, definitely brings them into like the more cosmic celestial level um, of the MCU, which is, it, it could be potentially really good if they tell the right stories. Like I said, the Eternals should go more into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, should be great. Well, I, um, I definitely liked how they... So, the whole reason why there's Loki is because he stole the Tesseract from the attack on New York, and he basically became the variant. But, like, I love how Loki was like, why are you guys after me? The Avengers started this fucking shit. Like, it's their fucking fault. Like, he mentioned how he could smell two different fucking Tonys or whatever off of his fucking Axe body spray. But, like... <laughs> They explained, like, how, like, you know, the Avengers, they were, they were supposed to travel back in time. Like, that was basically what was foretold, basically, in the, in the older scrolls or whatever. But, uh, I, I don't know, it just, this show just seems like it's going to be fun and creative. Yeah, you guys got to definitely watch the most recent episode. There's a lot more that goes down. But the first episode, I, I think that was a nice little kickoff. I think it, it didn't need to have like all kind of glitz and magic, at least for me. I needed to know, I just needed to know what happened to Loki when it took the Tesseract and we got that. So, and then we see where he ended up and then we're going from there. He's going on his own adventure. Will Loki become a hero? I think that's the whole basis of the, of the series. So Being we'll see. More of a villain. <laughs> or will he become more a villain? Or you know, will he pretend to be a villain and double cross someone at the end? You know what's funny is that like whenever it comes to like a time traveling like bureau that keeps track of like how time flows or whatever, it always seems to be stuck in like the sixties or fifties, at least for like um like Umbrella Academy on Netflix. 
Like mm. that, the time tra- the time tops of that show were in that era. Like whenever they would show off their face or something like that, it was like old school. They had like old school fucking typewriters that they're typing on on, on fucking like punch cards or some shit. But I just think it's funny, like that era is where fucking time stopped or some shit. Like that was the golden era, and that's where like shit should always be. I, honestly, some fucked up white people shit. I think that that's like their <laughs> their ideal. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is this is when they when America was still great when brown people had no rights and women yeah. had no rights. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> but we also we have a, a homegirl from uh, Lovecraft that's in it, and she plays the fucking. Badass. Oh yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, she was not Letty. She's Letty's sister. Yeah. In uh, Lovecraft, but yeah, she's uh, like head of security or whatnot. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in how the series go. <coughs> one, there, there was one scene I had a problem with where um, where Owen Wilson's character is talking to a girl in French, and he starts speaking to her in English, and he goes back to talking to her in French. It's like, okay, you said stuff to her in English that she probably doesn't understand if you know she only speaks French. And it's, I think it's like 18-something, or like it's some some early century, so like this girl shouldn't know English at all, so there's no like loophole for this or whatever. But she did have some bubble gum in her teeth with blue. I was uh, I was disappointed that he never said wow. <laughs> that's wow. true. That's, that's what he does. I mean, there's still more that's episodes to go, so you never know. All right, y'all wrap it up. I guess uh, we're sure. missing our special guest. He had other meetings to go to, but thank goodness uh, Blue joined us. So we had three. I like having three people. Yeah. Uh, and Stitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stitch showed up. For a second. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. All, right, All right. So, All Ninja, what you got? Uh, so, California reopened up, uh, I guess, yesterday, but I'm still wearing my mask. And I am I got some plans to go to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk on Friday. So, I'll be there. Probably going to do some dinner and be on the board. I'll probably be on the boardwalk for the majority of the day. And then do some dinner at the Crow's Nest. It's a nice little two-story uh, restaurants on the beach and whatnot. Oh, we look right by the lighthouse. So probably out there probably if all day Friday. And then um, about to finish Mass Effect 3. I've been kind of lagging on finishing. Um, I'm trying to get back into Battlefield 5 a little bit because it's free on the PlayStation or on free on PSN, so trying to get people to play. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to it, especially there's a lot of updates if you're trying to play. Um, and then on Sunday, Sunday night, Rick and Morty are back yes. for season five. Uh, I'll be watching that. It will be on HBO Max, I guess, the day that it drops, or uh, at least uh, maybe 12 to 24 hours later or whatnot, but it says all the episodes will be on HBO Max. I'll be watching the first episode definitely when that drops. And that's pretty much it for me. All right, Blue, what you got? Uh, yeah, so little Sebastian isn't as little as he used to be. Um, today he's officially um, 14 weeks, I think. 14 weeks? Uh, okay, I can't do the math anymore. Maybe 12 weeks. Anyways, uh, he's actually going to be officially three months tomorrow. Uh, which is fucking crazy. He's he's definitely grown a lot, and seeing how he's changing and like his 
Like, even, basically, even the way he, like, cries and talks and shit like that, it's just fucking different. It, even his fucking poops are different, it's just fucking weird, man. Yeah. It's, just, it's so weird how, like, he went from pooping, like, every fucking day to, like, maybe pooping, like, once a day. Like, before he would poop, every fucking, like, every diaper change was fucking doo-doo everywhere. But now it's like, yeah, he might poop once a day, once every other day. It was just kind of fucking crazy, but, um... Yeah, so we're gonna do, hopefully we'll be able to do a photo shoot with him uh, this weekend. Um, and this week, we want to do a photo shoot with him as well. Kind of recreate uh, a maternity photo shoot if, with her. Uh, Father's Day, I think it's Sunday, right? I, I think so. Yeah, I'm so. pretty sure. So right uh, now, the day that uh, commemorates you two is Father's Y'all don't even know when it is? <laughs> Listen. Oh, man. Okay, so... <laughs> It's a misconception. I think most dads probably forget about Father's Day. This is probably like more of a comment on, on American society than anything else. But uh, for for most dads, it's just like, okay, it's a day. But uh, yeah. I think that Mother's Day, for the most part, is is more important to like to most people. You know, like don't get me wrong, I I enjoy getting gifts and seeing like what my kids give to me on father's day but it, it has nowhere near the accolades as mother's day like i'm just being real with you yeah. um but yeah you'll you'll see blue hopefully it doesn't doesn't happen to you but i think most dads that's the way it is you get yeah, we get we get socks and fucking ties and shit. <laughs> yeah Hopefully, I, I, I'll get a nice little steak dinner or something like that, but uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, there's an anime I started watching on, on HBO Max. HBO Max got some anime on there, but it's called, uh, I should what it's called. Is it the Kanabari uh, one? Uh, Is it Genlock? Kabanari? No, no. It's, uh, Kab... Oh, shit. Kabanari of the... Uh, <laughs> That's what I just said. Sorry, I, I didn't hear what you said, and like I had to look up the word. Kabanarian of the Iron Fortress. Yeah, the, the zombie yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, that that's just fucking dope and crazy as fuck. It's basically, I mean, I've only watched the first episode, but it's like Attack on like first episode was like Attack on Titans, where shit hit the fan real fucking fast, and like you you, you just weren't expecting shit to happen. But I'm liking the series so far. I hope I can I'm gonna continue watching it and have more feedback on that later on. All right, and for me, I, I got I did some more jujitsu uh, last Saturday, and this time there was a brown belt that came out, um, and he fucked me up pretty good. It was yeah. great. It was great because the reason why it was great is because the brown belt that came out, uh, he's a person. He's the first person that I first of all met doing doing jujitsu. First first person I drilled with doing jujitsu, and the first person that. Um, I really rolled with doing jujitsu, and he's a good dude. He actually lives like right across the street from K Max parents, which is kind of fucking hilarious because I didn't realize that until like a year after I was doing jujitsu, and uh, I thought that he was gonna be out of shape coming back doing jujitsu, but apparently he's doing like crazy uh, kettlebell workouts, and his I, I was he's in better shape than he was when we last rolled like over a year ago and he's a much better athlete and he just he pretty much destroyed me but i mean i i did okay you know i, I kept up but he submitted me a bunch of times i, I got him once 
Not that it fucking really matters, but you know, I was happy that I got him once. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seeing him back on the mats, what was great, and seeing him still in you know in better shape than when I last saw him was was excellent. So I, I, I'm happy about that, and hopefully we'll be able to roll again soon. Hopefully we'll be able to hang out at uh, at his place and um, and roll again. Uh, other than that, you know. California reopened, and I'm still gonna wear wear, the, wear my mask at least for another at least month. Uh, after a month, if the numbers are still down, then I'll you know I won't wear a mask in public for probably the foreseeable future. But um, there's another crazy variant that's going around, and I don't know how well uh, the vaccine that I got is gonna send up to that. So I'm gonna keep wearing the mask for a little bit. But yeah, after a while, you know. It, it's going to go. So then I'll get back to normal. Uh, I think at this point with the podcast, uh, we could all probably see each other. We, we all can see each other again. So we have literally no excuse to not be in the same building again. We're all vaccinated. Um, we can all see each other again. I need just a slight reconfiguration of the, uh, of the infinity base to fit all you guys in. But as far as I'm concerned next week, if you guys want to come out, um, come to the Infinity Base. You got to help me move some shit around, but we can do this in the Infinity Base next week, as far as I'm concerned. I miss you guys. Holy snap! Yeah, and that's I, like that's like a milestone moment right there. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, so let's yeah. go ahead. Did Pikey ever give give an announcement on his big? His no, big no, no, we can't talk he hasn't about been yet. back. Yeah, he hasn't been oh. back. He's been gone for like basically a month, but hopefully we'll have him on for. Uh, next week. Hopefully. hopefully next week, if we can get us all in the same studio, let's do it next week. I'm I'm down to do it. Uh, Kmac is okay with it, so so let's do it. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's basically all I got. I miss you guys. For sure. Upgrades. I can't wait. Base looks fucking amazing. Just through the camera, so. Can't wait. Yeah, it's just a bunch of like comic books and shit in the background, but you know, I can clean it all up. Yeah, that's yeah, all good. All right. Take us out of here, old ninja. So you just experienced Black in the Black Times Infinity. Infinity. The Dankers Podcast on the internet. Check us out anywhere and everywhere with B then BTI. It's B T H A N B T I. Anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh check out our official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash B then BTI and then you can email us anytime at B then BTI at gmail.com um, we have a discord if you want to get on the discord you can email us ask for an invite and uh, we'll see about letting you in being part of the infinity vault um, and then on Amazon we have an app actually written by a friend you can let you know when we go live and you can watch us through the app there you go Alright, we're out this bitch. Peace. This was splitting of the atom only a few decades ago. And through his God-given genius of science, man, at last, has succeeded in penetrating further and further into the unknown vastness of space. Yet many questions remain unanswered. Thank you.